What's up, what's up, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the Why Jesus Podcast, answering life's most important question. We are on episode number 15, and I have the Bible... What was that? I have the Bible dingers uh, with me. And uh, so, Ryan and Nick, what's up, guys? How are you? What's going on, man? Thanks for having us on. I'm excited for you guys to be here. So, if this is who... If you're listening to this right now, which you are if you hear me asking you that question um and you have never heard of the bible dingers you have to go check them out i think they're on like episode 98 of their podcast and last year's podcast was all about church history why it's important all the different facts about church history they had a whole bunch of different scholars on and now this season that they're in in their podcast they're talking about eschatology for my untrained individuals that is the end times and before jesus coming back and some stuff that is uh highly debatable you know within within the christian community it's all stuff that we all won't know exactly how it's all going to pan out until it's actually panning out but either way it is some of the most interesting topics to talk about to to think about what's going to happen when Jesus comes back and the events that lead up to that. So the fact that they have all these different scholars from different points of view on their channel and you could just literally hear a buffet of information and understand how like people that. come to their different conclusions. So with that being said, let's let's just do like a mini a mini testimony on how you guys came to Christ and and we'll start with Nick since Ryan's been on here before. Sure. So uh we got together and it's funny because we do have another co-host his name is Mark and the very first time that Ryan and Mark met was the first time we all recorded together. So uh, if you hear one of our first three episodes, that was actually the first time they met. And basically we had this really, really uh, talented person named Mark at our church, at our old church. And uh, he was really good with sound engineering and video editing and all that good stuff. And we had Ryan and me who were on the worship team together, but we were, we were going to the church at a different time. So Mark had left and me and Ryan were going to the church, but we all knew uh, we all kind of had a mindset that we wanted to do something relevant. We wanted to be either on YouTube or podcasts or whatever the case may be. And I knew Mark was talented and I knew Ryan was talented and we all kind of just put our heads together and figured, like you said, we we did discuss a little bit of church history last season because we wanted to provide seminary level education to people who may not have the money to get into seminary, but we wanted to do it in a way where our personalities shone through. So we we do talk a lot about church history, but mainly in the context of the book that we're in. So what does the history, what does the history say um, about the book we're in? So if we're in Matthew or we're in Mark, what's the historical context? So we, we go back into the historical context to make sense of how we're supposed to read that part of scripture. In other words, what's the proper hermeneutic? So we wanted to give seminary level education to people, but we wanted to make them laugh in the process. And we all just put our heads together and we came up with Bible dingers. That's it. 
Love it. So how did you how did you come to Christ? Like how um you know, you guys all met in a church, but what was your life leading up to that point? 30 seconds or less. No, I'm just kidding. But uh you know, um just a, a brief background on on your walk with Christ. Um so I was I was blessed enough to be raised in a Christian family. That's awesome. Um and uh just seeing different levels of my sanctification move different places and i can't i can't remember a time where i did not believe in god or i didn't recognize jesus as my savior but i can recognize a time where i completely suppressed the truth and lived for the world and that was a number of years ago where i fell into uh stuff that i had no business doing like drugs and stuff like that and then um i didn't want any part of that anymore but i didn't know how to get out of it and actually, Ryan, before we started Bible Lingers, was such a huge instrumental part of me growing out of that life. And it's just so awesome to look back and say, you know, I may have been Christian my whole life or thought I was Christian, or I may have known Christian things. But I remember a specific time in my life where God kind of just filtered out those sins I never thought I could live without. And he used Ryan to do it. Uh, and I'm not going to say it was Ryan's spirit in me that helped me combat sin, but it was his friendship and his brotherhood that just was there for me when I needed him the most. And he was the most Christian friend that I had. And uh, I told him everything. And that accountability really triggered something within. And honestly, the Holy Spirit just took over where those things I loved before, I hate now. So if you're watching and you think you're a Christian or you are a Christian or maybe you're an unbeliever and you don't know how to get out of the sin that you're in or if you don't know how specifically in my shoes you don't know how to get out of drugs or you don't know how to get out of pornography or you don't know how to get out of any sin at all I don't care what sin it is just know if you stay faithful in it and you give it to God and you find friends that are good for you and you move away from that old life you will get out of it. It might seem like an eternity, but you will find yourself out of it because the Holy Spirit, the same Holy Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead is the same Holy Spirit that's in you, and he can definitely get rid of that sin. Amen. We preaching already. How long are we in? Six minutes? Let's get to it. <laughs> yeah, <right>. uh, <laughs> um, I think that's so awesome, and it's, it's a testament to, uh, to how important it is to have good friends. You know, uh, Paul says it, bad company corrupts good characters, good, good character. And if... Sometimes you don't know that you're the bad company corrupting other people's good <laughs> character, you know, yeah, right. but it's it's awesome when somebody with good character can see somebody who is struggling and, and see through that and not judge them as like this makes him a bad person. Like, I don't want to be around him because he's doing this stuff, but instead say, no, nah, this is my brother. Uh, I'm going to be here for him and help him work through that. So shout out to to being a good Christian brother, Ryan. Uh, it's so awesome and you know that's not the first story that i've heard like that hearing ryan was my most christian friend or this person was my most christian friend he was the only person i was able to talk to and i think that that's good um it's i sometimes think uh you know i i don't have so many christian friends but then at the same time i'm like well that's kind of good because i can be the only christian friend so that way when people have issues you know they come to me when they want to talk about god and ask these questions so which is also important to to be well educated in these things because people ask you some crazy man 
my friends who don't really believe in God or, or are just super casual, the questions they ask me, I'm like, man, thank God I studied this stuff. So that let's talk about that for a second, Ryan, because you went to you know Bible college and everything. How important do you think it is to be educated on uh, not only like church history and stuff like that, but just the basics of the faith so you can answer some of the tough questions that people have? Yeah, I think, uh, I guess the importance is relative to how long you've been a Christian. You know, obviously, if uh, you've been a Christian for three weeks, I'm not going to approach you with a church history book, you know, and say, let's sit down and discuss, you know, Irenaeus and Polycarp and (laughs) these dudes from the second century. Um, I think, though, that, that you move into it at some point and... We, we have been mentioning church history a lot, which is quite a bit of what we discuss on the show because it is important to the books of the Bible. But theology in general, um, everybody is a theologian in some sense. Everybody has thoughts about God. Um, everybody has an idea about who God is, if he exists or not, even that's thoughts about God. It really just is a matter of if you are a good theologian or a bad theologian. There's really, you know, there's a, a lot of people will cop out and say, oh, you know, I don't do that theology thing. That's that's just all head knowledge, blah, blah, blah. Um, but you get that from theology. You have a theology that it's a bad thing to learn the scriptures and that it's a good thing to just be all emotions and things of that nature. Uh, so it's just a bad theology, honestly. Um, but I think it is really important, uh, as I mentioned to Nick and a couple times on our show, God calls you to worship him with all of your heart, with all of your mind, and with all of your soul and all your strength. And everyone skips over loving God with their mind, and they just want to do like the heart and their strength and stuff, because this stuff is sort of easy, and there's no hard, heavy thinking or anything like that. Um, But God has called you to worship him with his mind, and so clearly... Um, you need to do it. And it's really fulfilling, honestly. It's not just like some sort of chore or task that God has tasked you with. Similar to all his commands, you really grow to love what he has asked you to do. Because studying theology and studying the Bible in depth has really opened my eyes to the beauty of God and how he has worked through mankind throughout all history and how he's worked to preserve the scriptures and things of that nature. So uh, I think it's something that somebody who's been a Christian for a couple of years should definitely take seriously. And uh, that's sort of who we're aimed at as well. When we first started the show, we thought we were sort of like uh, aimed at beginner Christians. And as we moved along, I think we sort of came to terms with uh, some of this content is a little bit over the head of somebody who's been a Christian for only a year or two. So I think we're really targeting intermediate stage Christians, folks who have been Christians for maybe four to 10 years. Um, I think that you guys can really gain a lot from listening to the show because I myself have grown a lot and learned so much just by writing these outlines and and going over the information on the show. Yeah, I think sometimes uh, some of the best ways to learn something is when you're put in a position where you have to teach it right like it's there's a lot of times where i've created videos especially reaction videos 
where somebody says something and I'm like, man, I never, like, I know this is wrong, but I don't know why it's wrong. And then you dig into it and you're like, wow, this is really bad, really wrong. And, but now you can teach people through that process, right? So since you guys are, consider yourself an intermediate, right? Like a, a intermediate level learning. I try to do things myself at a seventh grade reading level. That is, uh, even in the book I just wrote, I have a quantum physics chapter and I, I'm like attempting to explain quantum physics at a seventh grade reading level. Um, I, I actually removed a part cause I, I don't drink. Right. But in the book I was like, I'm about to explain this. And then I put in like parentheses, pulls out bottle of maker's mark. Um, but <laughs> I was like, let me, let me not open myself up for people thinking that, uh, you know, I'm some sort of alcoholic or something. Um, but right. so what, what I want to know is for your podcast, right? You guys have scholars that come on that, that can just like run laps around people, um, philosophically, theologically, all of this. How do you, how do you take what they're, what they're saying and bring it to an intermediate audience? Uh, maybe Nick, you could, uh, you could jump in on this. So we don't, mm. we don't, and um, I think that's important because it affects us as well. I was just telling Ryan the other day about a story how we had a guy on our show, and at the time when we recorded, I had no idea what he was talking about. <laughs> and this is a number of different years ago. You know, we knew we needed to cover the topic, and I think we covered it well. Now looking back. But there's, there's something to be said about that. The Holy Spirit takes over when you know you need to tackle something and you tackle it because you're there and you're obligated to tackle it. So you call an expert because they're experts and we're not and we're learning from the experts. And uh, we did. But at the time, I had no idea what they were talking about, to be honest with you. And then I, now I'm in seminary. I'm, I'm God willing, I will be a pastor. Right. And I'm diving into the scriptures more and more and more. And this topic came up of the topic that we covered a number of years ago and I had no idea what I was talking about. It was way over my head. And then I went back and I heard the podcast episode on it because I needed to for school now. And I'm like, wow, I know so much more now than I did before. And I still have so much more to learn, you know, but I think it's important not to dumb things down too much because it might be over your head now. But when you go back to it five years from now, you'll look back and you'll take a lot more from it because you'll also see your growth and you'll see how far you've come. And it'll show you how powerful the Holy Spirit is when you just set your mind on, on learning the things of God. So even though I see nothing wrong with, with lowering things down for people to understand, because we do do that as well. Uh, I mean, we have joking on the podcast. We have dad jokes, a ton of them on the podcast especially for the first 15 20 minutes so we want to <laughs> welcome people in we want to get people excited about learning the hard stuff but when things get too hard sometimes it's almost impossible to dumb it down and you just have to bite the bullet and take on the topic and guess what eventually you will get it i like that yeah and um sorry um i was just gonna say just to explain a little bit more the the whole premise of the show I don't know if we've necessarily done that yet, and if we have, I apologize. But basically what we did is we went book by book through the entire Bible. We started at Genesis, and this season we're, we're dedicating actually the entire season to Revelation since it's such a difficult book. So we went through Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, through, through the entire Bible, 
and when we had scholars on it wasn't it wasn't just at random there was a, there was a purpose behind each scholar that we had on and it was because the book that we had just gone through dealt heavily with the topic that this particular scholar specialized in so after Genesis we had on scholars who had different views on creation you know old earth versus young earth things of that nature um, after the Old Testament in general we had on Paul Copan somebody who I know you like his book we had him on to discuss the violence and things of the Old Testament uh, after Romans Romans is big in soteriology and you know the whole Calvinism and Arminianism debate so we had on uh, a Calvinist we had on an Arminian we even had on Leighton Flowers to discuss uh, his view which is sort of not really either one of the views but is is really popular today um, and so whenever we hit these big topics in a book we had these differing views and we sort of just let them give their peace you know we'd ask them what is your view what is the biblical support for your view we'd give them some basic rebuttals to their view that we thought were decent rebuttals um, even some that even some of the rebuttals that I gave in past interviews still ended up holding strong at the end because I felt like they didn't answer it very well. And so even that in itself is telling, and it's telling for the audience, you know. It's not like we're trying to do gotchas or we're trying to give our own viewpoint or anything on these topics. It's really just to give it to the people listening and you know, we're saying these are the experts, these are the people who know their stuff, you decide who has the best argument, and then from there you can sort of decide what stance you're going to take on the issue. Yeah, and I think rebuttals are even good for uh, when, you're, when you're two people who agree. It's still good to rebuttal each other because it, it helps you to dive deeper into why you understand something. It's like in sales, you know, you, um, you practice rebuttals when you know against objections so that way you can make the sale right so it's um rebuttals are important for for growing and uh, there's many things that you know i thought were one way and then i've heard rebuttals about it and i'm like yeah i'm I'm probably gonna have to look into that a little bit more so it's good for uh constructive conversation and it's good that you push back because sometimes you know you get a scholar on and everyone's like you are you you want you want to be the one to to push back you know (laughs) but um anyway so talk to us about some of the favorite people that you guys have had on and the reason why they they are some of your favorites and maybe some things you learned that you didn't know at the time i know nick you were just talking about how at the time of the um of one of the recordings you were like what I have no idea what this dude's talking about. And then five years later, you're like, all right, cool. I get it. So like, tell us, tell us about some of your favorite people who have come on and uh, some of the highlights that you've had that, that you've learned from these people. Ron, you want to take this or? Yeah, I can. Um, There's been, there's been so many. And honestly, um, you know, I don't want to seem braggadocious or anything, but whenever we discuss a topic, and I'll, I'll look through our episode list, and anytime we discuss a specific theological topic, I feel like we got like the number one person to represent that view. 
as far as their how solid they are with the points they make, their popularity in their stance and things of that nature, I would have to say um, one of my favorites had to have been Hugh Ross. Uh, I'm not sure he's quite as well known as some of the other ones, but he actually sort of revolutionized the way that I view scripture. I've I've taken, you know, lots of swings theologically, you know, since I became a Christian in general. I've gone from the charismatic movement to Baptist to non-denominational to Calvinist, Arminian, blah, 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 back and forth. And uh, when I started doing these outlines for Bible dingers, I was really, I felt solid in what I believed theologically. And you can even hear in some of the first episodes some of my presuppositions that I brought to the table. I was clearly a dispensationalist when we started. I was clearly a young earth creationist when we started. I was clearly a premillennialist when we started. And you can hear all of this um, in the very first couple episodes where we're describing what we're going to be doing for the show over the next few years. And when I started studying for Genesis, I guess right off the bat, is when my view started changing because I was influenced so much by Dr. Hugh Ross. Um, So he was was a really big one for me. Obviously, Frank Turek uh, is a big hero of mine, and so I really enjoyed having him on. Uh, It was a little bit surreal to have him. Uh, Those are a couple of my favorites. Nick, what about you? For me... For me, um, and I don't think there's anything wrong with this, but my favorite guest is Al Pastor, mm. uh, because I'm so excited about I'll dive into the Book of Revelation, and it's not to take away from anything that these guys, these amazing people that we've had on, have done. Um, but the truth of the matter is, in my opinion, when you go and look up the Book of Revelation, there's only a handful of people who are really excited to tackle it on. And in fact, you can go to churches and that book is never taught. Yep. And uh, our pastor has enabled us to not only just teach a general overview, but to dig deep into symbolism and context, to dive deep into numerology and to uh, for others to listen to these episodes and be able to dive in and develop a hermeneutic that is not only, you know, it's 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 not just accurate. But it's biblical. Like a lot of these people think that their arguments are accurate, but they're not biblical. So, you know, they might have some good philosophical arguments, but they're not biblical ones. And I believe that together we've really developed a hermeneutic that is not only philosophically uh, accurate, but it's also biblical, where you can point back to the Old Testament and say this hermeneutic is painted all throughout the first pages of Scripture and, and through. So, uh, I'm mostly excited about um, our pastor being on because of the topic that we're tackling. And I've, I've definitely taken more from it than any other study that I've done personally is through this book of Revelation. And it's also forced me to learn some things on the Old Testament because you can't learn Revelation without learning the Old Testament because it's 90% yeah, the Old it, Testament. It's, so. a, it's a super Jewish book like yeah super it is it's super jewish <laughs> yeah um, um i also want to say hold on that, wait Be- uh, before you jump in ryan what? i just i just want to clear clear something up in case anyone's listening 
when Nick says numerology, he is not talking about angel numbers. Okay, it's not talking about <laughs> angel numbers. Just in case somebody clips no, that up. No. And, we're, and <laughs> what, what, we're, what, we're, what we're discussing is like when things are repeated three times. Like yes. The, 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 you know, not the heavenly creatures. What's the other word for it? I say heavenly and our pastor always corrects me. Um, it's not heavenly creatures, right, Brian? The living creatures. Oh, yeah, yeah, the living, so the living creatures. creatures yeah. Say holy, holy, holy. Yeah. What does that mean? That means that God is absolutely holy because anything is tripled is absolute. And that's why uh, we believe in the Trinity. It's the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. It's three times. He's absolutely God. So that is biblical, I should have said, biblical numerology. Why are the numbers there? What do they mean? And why is the author writing that specific number? And what does the Old Testament say about that number? And how can we bring it into the new? That's what I mean by biblical numerology. Facts. Yeah, I was just going to jump in and completely change the subject back to another <laughs> guest we had. Go for it. Go for it. Go for it. <laughs> I uh, because sometimes I got to remind myself. I just had to pull up our episode list here to remind myself of all the folks that we had on because it's been a lot. And uh, one that I just couldn't believe that we actually locked down was Wayne Grudem. Whenever we decided to start the show, the first person that popped in my mind was Wayne Grudem because he was like the first theologian I had ever even heard of. And I think he's probably maybe even the only theologian that a lot of people know. And uh, we had tried to get him on from day one. You know, he was he was sort of the uh, the outlier. A lot of times we would reach out to people just because we had a topic. And so we'd look into who was the best person for that. But him, it was like, we got to lock him down, and then we'll just figure out what he's going to talk about when we lock <laughs> it down. <laughs> and uh, he ended up discussing continuationism. Uh, he's a respected scholar when it comes to uh, the spiritual gifts uh, continuing. And so we had him on for that, and we had Tom Schreiner on for the opposite view of cessationism. And uh, I thought those were a couple of really good episodes. That's awesome. Yeah, I think Tom Schreiner might have been a big favorite of mine. Uh, you know, there's something to say on that. Like these big names, right? These big names in theology that we look at and we admire and we think are famous. A lot of them are so humble that when you seek their help, they'll provide it and they'll teach you and they won't ask for money. Um, you know, and, and that's that's important to me. Like that's why a lot of these guys I admire because if I ever – become a pastor which i hope i do and if i become known and my teaching becomes known if someone asks me a question i'm gonna answer it <laughs> you know what i mean i don't care if you go to my church or not it's like we're here to enable the church to be able to read the bible properly so i admire all these guys tom schreiner you know wayne grudem our list goes on and on michael horton like you know i i mean i would need to have it in front of me but even Frank Turek. At one point, Frank Turek, I, I, I texted him and told him that I have an unbelieving friend. And I asked him if he wouldn't mind meeting him. Not only did he invite us to go to his event that was in Rutgers uh, University, he also invited us out to have lunch. I mean, dinner rather. And he paid for it. And he was there for the guy and just spoke to him. He didn't drill Jesus down his throat. He just asked basic questions. And then he came to me and said, you know, this is good. 
let him listen to my lecture, but it's your responsibility to disciple him and mentor him. It's your responsibility to make sure that you're presenting the gospel to him. But if you need anything, let me know. A guy who travels the world, a guy who's pretty well known, he has thousands of followers. Uh, I asked him if he would help an unbeliever friend, and he bought us dinner. So a lot of these guys seem like untouchable. They're not. They're very humble, and they're very easily spoken to. So I admire like the whole list you know, that we've had on. I've had a similar experience with uh, Frank Turek. He, he came out here to Puerto Rico, and he was just such a humble, nice dude. And uh, me and my wife followed. He had like three events that we went to, and that's actually how I ended up going to the church that I go to out here because he went to that church to do his talk. And um, I didn't even know there was that kind of English-speaking church out here. So I was like, all right, cool, I'm in there. Uh, so, yeah, I got to connect with him, and he was such a such a nice dude. He goes, John, you got a lot of followers on Instagram. And I was like, this dude, this dude looking at my Instagram? <laughs> Frank, Frank, was that you just now? You put his voice on pretty accurately. <laughs> so just <laughs> – just so you guys know, I have like a secret hidden talent where I can randomly do impressions, but if I'm asked to do it on the spot, I can't do it. Yeah, you so. should have heard his voice when I told him I was a Calvinist. That was funny. <laughs> you want to hear jokes? <laughs> I but, could imagine. Uh, I could imagine. Calvinists don't like that. You know that what? <laughs> that, 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 that speaks volumes as to who we are as a ministry, right? Like, I, I'm reformed. I mean, it's obvious we're a part of the Bar Network, Biblical and Reformed. We're associated with G3 Conference. We go to the conference. We display there, and we love them, and we hold to, I would say, 85 to 90% of what they believe, you know, minus a few things that I don't think any of them agree on, to be honest with you. Um, like, you know, uh, James Point is a theonomist. You know, the guys at G3 are, is, are, aren't. You know what I mean? So so there's some things that they don't even agree on, but we are reformed uh, typically, you know, depending on on what we're talking about. But the fact that we bring up Frank Turek and the fact that we had Leighton Flowers on, the fact that we had Wayne Grudem on, the fact that we had Thomas Schreiner on, who changes his mind a lot. And I admire that just shows you guys listening and, you know, that we have a heart to show the facts. And we have a heart that wants to be educated about what the Bible actually says. And yes, we have biases, but we want to have those conversations with everyone and anyone just in case we got it wrong. We want to be able to hear every argument out so that we can accurately read the Bible. Uh, look, one of my favorite guests is Frank Turek. I'm a Calvinist. He doesn't like me, but he loves me. Right. He took me out to dinner. He helped my unbeliever friend. We, we got to a couple laughs. If I need something, I could probably hit him up right now. But there's a difference there. But we're showing you what the capital C church is supposed to look like. Uh, we're learning from everyone. We care about truth. We're expositing the scriptures. And if something comes up and we're not sure where we go, we go to the experts and we hear them all out, not just whoever is appropriate to our bias. We hear them all out, and that's the heart of Bible Lingers. We want you guys to learn. And, of course, we all have our biases, and if you want to know them, you can ask. But we're not going to steer you away from the journey. We want you to hear everyone out. Yeah. I mean, you know, we have disagreements, you you know, you and, and I, in, uh, in our theology. It, it, 
when people make these like friendship issues, it's ridiculous to me, you know, like absolutely ridiculous. I think people have a, uh, they have this conception, right? Where it's like, if you don't hold to everything I hold to, then we, we can only be cool. But but that's really it. And I can't stand that. I mean, it, it's not like I need somebody to be a member of my church in order for me to do ministry and fellowship with them. You know, like I, I don't need you to quit going to your church, come to my church and then we could work together. No, let's let's work together right now and hopefully learn from each yeah. other. Yep. So who are some guests that you guys would love to have on that you haven't had on yet? On my bucket list. Yeah. On my bucket list, I have Steve Lawson. I have Vody Bacham. Uh, those two guys are on my bucket list. Uh, James White. Those three are probably the three guys I want the most. Um, yeah, those are the three guys I want the most. <laughs> what about you, Ryan? Um, for me, I would also love to have Vody on. Uh, Vody is a man who I respect greatly. Uh, John MacArthur, obviously, uh, even though there's no way that's ever happening in this universe, uh, that would be awesome. I would have said that, but I know it's not happening, so. Yeah, you might as well get, not even say we it. Could, <laughs> we could probably get Phil Johnson, you know, which second best thing, you know. Yeah. You, got, you, guys, you guys have no confidence, no confidence at all. <laughs> don't you know you I'd have like to, to have, uh, put – don't you guys know you have to put this stuff out into the universe and you could just like yeah, a tra- tra- name it and claim it ryan yeah, name yeah. It and claim it name it and claim it buddy hey j max you're gonna be on on june 2nd all right <laughs> you guys hear, you soon. guys heard it here first okay, okay i declare and decree declare and decree <laughs> i declare and decree it i would also love to have the apostle paul on at some point yeah, me too. Yeah, that'd be that'd be dope. Maybe, yeah. Maybe there'll be podcasts in the new new heaven and new earth. You know, maybe. I would say uh, I I don't want people to think that I only admire reform teachers, even though I reform I, I I love them and I listen to them probably the most. But if I had to pick a non-reform guy, I would love to do something with Mike Winger. Mm. I would love to do something with him. Um, I just want to say that that I love what he's done and I love how respectable he is and we might not uh, agree with everything but I love the way he critiques and and uh, just speaks through topics I enjoy him so I would really love to work with him one day uh, definitely and I know one of the things that non-reformed or non-Calvinist people would say is oh those Calvinists only like reformed teachers so I want to intentionally break the barrier down and say no you're wrong um, I'd love to work with Mike Winger. Mike Winger, if you're watching, you better get on the show right now. <laughs> who who would you have on besides uh, J. Mac Ryan? Mm, well, if we're going the YouTube route, uh, I think some folks here in the video and in the chat might know Ruslan. So uh, tell them to come through at some point. We'd love to uh, discuss some theological topics with them. I think that would be great. For sure. Uh, besides for sure. that, honestly, uh, Foreknown World, you mentioned Nathan Busnitz. I think I, I've spoken to him a couple times because I reviewed his book um, about persecution in the church. Uh, I haven't thought about having him on, though, so maybe we could reach out to him. James Coates, the Coates family, is a friend of the show. 
Um, we've had Aaron Coates on many times, but we haven't had James on yet, so uh, he would be a good guest to have on too. For sure. I would love to see William Lane Craig on you guys. Uh, oh, yeah. Podcast. Yeah, we've, we've actually tried. We've actually tried multiple times. Many times. Um, many times yeah. we've tried to have WLC on, but yeah. uh, to no avail. We have his, uh, his assistant, I think, hates us because we reach <laughs> out like every – Every three yeah. to six months, we freaked out. <laughs> so you you gotta pull the you that, gotta pull the approach. To be honest, you gotta pull the Mike Todd. You know, they, they have he had somebody reach out every day at uh, like once a week to buy the <laughs> the arena, right? And then all to of a sudden, yeah, to buy to buy the thing. And then one one day, nobody uh, the the deal fell through, so they were able to buy it that day. So you gotta call every every week, yeah. three to six months. Every week, man. If you know if, what, I think I think you saying that having has encouraged me greatly. And I think if we're going the YouTube route, the thing I want to see on the Bible Dingus channel the most is I, Isaiah versus John Clash. Live oh man! On the Bible <laughs> <channel>. <laughs> yeah, I I would love for yes. that to happen, but uh, listen, I, I had to throw it out there in the universe. Yeah, yeah, yep. Come back, numerology. Oh. You know, maybe we'll see some some angel yeah, numbers yeah, to, yeah. together to make it to make it happen. Maybe it's a demon. Why he's not saying yes? Uh, it's a possi- It's okay. a possibility. It's probably <laughs> my demons. It's probably my demons. But um, probably so. Yeah, definitely. Um, anyway, uh, <laughs> so what's how many more episodes do you guys have left in your podcast this season and what are some of the topics slash guests you're going to be having that is a great question so we have actually finished up with all of the theological views they should all be out now um like i said we dedicated the entire seventh season to revelation so we started out by giving uh an overview of Revelation like we do with every book. So we, we spoke about who wrote it, when he wrote it, uh, the purpose behind Revelation, and things of that nature. And then we moved directly into the different viewpoints. So we had four viewpoints on. We had historic premillennialism, which was represented by Craig Blomberg. We had dispensational premillennialism, which was represented by Daryl Bach. Um, we had amillennialism, which was represented, like Nick said, by our pastor, Dr. Chris Gardner. And then the fourth one is postmillennialism, and we had on Joel Webin from Right Response Ministries to go over that. And so we did the four, you know, overarching. There's other eschatological views, but those are the really the four major eschatological views. From there, we moved into a couple episodes that are foundational to understanding revelation and these were like nick said numerology episodes so you need to understand how uh, the number three works throughout the bible how the number six works throughout the bible six is a big one for revelation right the number seven twelve all these things you need to understand how they work uh in the bible and so we dedicated episodes to that and now currently what's being released is the outline of Revelation and we we have it broken up into four different episodes because it takes just that long to actually walk through chapter by chapter of what's going on in Revelation. So we're in the middle of releasing that and then our final sort of 
I guess you would call a grand finale episode for the Book of Revelation, is we have a roundtable discussion uh, between three different eschatological views. It's going to last for a couple hours. Uh, but we have our pastor representing all millennialism. We have uh, Chung Wook Sung from, I think it's Denver Seminary, uh, who is a, he's sort of a counterpart of Craig Blomberg. He's going to be representing historic premillennialism. And then we have Daryl Partridge, who's going to be on to represent postmillennialism. And basically, we haven't actually recorded that yet. That's coming up next week. Uh, and basically, we're just going to have these three guys duke it out for a couple hours on who's right uh, when it comes to Revelation. And then uh, from there, we'll be done with the Bible. And the we have a lot of plans for what's coming now that we're finished with the Bible. I think we're going to move into uh, just a systematic theology approach where we approach a theological topic and take basically an entire year on that theological topic. And uh, we want to move it into video podcast as well. That's a big goal for us uh, for the coming seasons. We've been audio-only podcast for many years. Uh, that's why our, our listeners, they, they heavily lean audio-only. We're still really small in the YouTube world. We only have like a thousand-something subscribers uh, because we just recently started building it up. But we would like to sort of combine the two and not do them separately. We were doing this audio podcast where we're walking through the Bible and then we were doing just sort of random videos on YouTube that we thought were helpful. And we want to combine the two and walk through systematically in a video podcast to discuss these theological topics. So that's the plan for the future. Yeah, I do want to say something too. Uh, I know we only represent three views on the round table and that's not because we don't respect dispensational premillennialism we of course respect uh, any individual who holds to any eschatology unless really it's universalism I, I don't think that's one of the most popular uh, most respected view but any of the the four um, we tried to get a dispensational premill many times multiple people we've asked we should uh, we 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 ask many people uh, to be on the show, to represent the view, and I don't know, everyone has said no. So if you're watching <laughs> and you want to get on to represent dispensational pre-mill and you think you can keep up with these guys because all of these guys are super smart, we want to invite you on to represent dispensational premillennialism because it's important and we know that it holds weight in the realm of eschatology because there's a thousands of people i don't know thousands millions i have no idea <laughs> but i think it's the i think it's the most popular right now um especially with john MacArthur leading that train this he comes with a huge following so obviously there's a ton of dispensationalists that are christian um and we don't want you to think we don't care about you we just couldn't find anyone to represent the view yeah, I think growing up in American Christian, the Left Behind series is sort of just people's default eschatology. I know it was mine as well, and then my eschatology just kind of got confirmed because I went to a dispensational pre-mill school. But uh, honestly, going through this season, and our pastor actually did an entire sermon series through the book of Revelation, is what changed my mind, and now I'm leaning heavily Amil. Uh, but this was the only time, there was only one other time in the recent history of our show 
that we could not get somebody on to represent a view. The the other time was when we were at First Timothy, and we uh, we wanted to stop at First Timothy because we thought that it was a hot topic that needed to be discussed about whether women could be pastors or not. And we thought this was a, a big theological to- topic that there's a lot of debate on. And I, we could not, for the life of us, get an egalitarian person on the show. And I was, I emailed, I don't even know how many people, probably a hundred, just asking yeah, sure. anybody to come on. We got close to one lady who was the head of some organization. I can't remember her name. But she finally backed out because I wouldn't cut parts of the interview like after she recorded it. So, but she didn't want to come on unless I said to her that we would take something out that she requests to come out. And I conceded, you know, if you mess up, you know, obviously we'll take it out, blah, blah, blah. But if it's like an actual point that you're making, no, I don't want to take it out. I just want to, you know. <laughs> We don't yeah. roll that way. We're sort of uncensored. And I, we want to let... I think she wanted you to reword the questions too. I think she wanted you to reword mm-hmm. some questions, right? I think yeah. I think the the main question was, does the Bible support women pastors? And she didn't mm-hmm. like that question. Um, yeah. She wanted us to take the Bible part out. <laughs> what? The, the, say, I, listen, not, lady. Not the Bible part out. All right, I'll be nice. She wanted us to reword it so it's it wasn't so black and white. She just mm-hmm. not that she wanted to take the Bible out of the discussion, but she wanted us to reword the question so that it was more open ended, I guess. And yeah. uh, we didn't feel comfortable with that. Um, so those were the only two times that we couldn't find a guest. Um, and we are not connecting egalitarianism with dispensational premillennialism. We're not saying that they're the same thing, just to be clear. That was a good but catch. It, it was just by chance that we couldn't find those two people, those two representatives, which, you know, the night's not over. Maybe somebody watching is a super smart dispensationalist and will contact somebody that wants to be on the show or they'll be on the show themselves. We're not closing the door, but we do have a set date. So you have to be available on that date. Uh, but we do want you to represent the view. So get on. Um, I'm going to, if you give me the list of people that you've reached out to, I'm going to see if there's anyone that I may know that's not on the list that, um, that I could reach out to. Cause it's, it's possible. I know a lot of Dispies. Cool. Sounds yep. good. Cool. I, oh, you know what? We actually have a connection there. You, um, haven't you spoke to Andy Woods before? Yeah, or I something spoke like that. I've spoke to him a, a couple times. There was some, uh, there was there was something that I was wrestling with, which is actually one of the reasons why I still lean a little dispensational, without going down a, a rabbit hole, um, with, with the sacrifices in the temple and and it just being so clear that they're still going to be going on. And I'm I'm like, I'm like, what that? I was really like, my brain was was just like turning into soup you know trying to trying to figure this out so i reached out to him for that but it wasn't the first time that i reached out to him i've spoken to him a couple times but that was the first time it was for like yo andy i need like i need an answer to this question like what do you what do you guys think about this and so he gave me he gave me a he gave me an answer that made my brain stop like scrambling i don't think i'm fully satisfied with any of the answers that i have found yet but yeah i've I've spoken him it would be great if he came on he is uh 
he, he knows his stuff in that. Hit him up for us. Well, I, I mentioned that because uh, John and I spoke about this before. I know Andy Woods, too, because he was actually my professor in school. I took, like, uh, three of his classes. And so I actually did. I actually reached out, and I even pulled the former student card. I oh, was yeah? like, hey, you know, loved your classes. Uh, you know, it took you many years ago. Would you mind jumping on the show? But uh, he was actually – he actually was busy that day, so it's not Oh, man. Dang. <laughs> Dang. Well, maybe, maybe John can make him unbusy. Yeah, yeah. There I'll you be, go. I'd be like, hey, man, listen, the rapture could happen any day. Yeah. You, you better <laughs> you better get Seriously, on this. You have to prepare people. Yeah. Or we could call Kevin Sorbo. <laughs> yeah, he, he'd probably be ready to go. You know what's funny? I hear – so I, I didn't grow up in the church – so the, the whole like left behind thing, you know, I got my eschatology without even knowing the left behind series existed. <laughs> so it was like uh, when I found out that those existed and that Nicolas Cage was in them, I was like, oh, yeah. oh my gosh, man, Christianity can be so cringe sometimes. <laughs> well, you know, before yeah. it was Nick Cage, it was Kurt Cameron like many no. years ago. No way. <laughs> yeah, bro. Yeah, Kurt, time. Kurt Cameron was the original, bro. How do no you way. Yeah, Nick Cage and not Kurt Cameron. He's the original of the original. He's Listen, the OG of the Left Behind series. This is how I don't, like, this is what I'm telling you. I had no idea about that stuff. I had no idea it was like a whole series. Like, it's an Encyclopedia Britannica yeah. series. Dude, Bro, if there is a rapture, you. Kirk Cameron's going to be the first one to go. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you, bro, you haven't seen lines like this at the Christian bookstore since the Left Behind series was dropping, bro. I'm hoping... It was hot. I'm hoping that, that there's a line like that for, for my book, you know, just a line out there. <laughs> uh, uh, and, if you, and if you don't get it, you're going to get Left Behind, you know, so... That's it. Yep. There you go. There That's you go. It. Yep. Shameless plug here. Yep. Drop the link. Right there. Link in description. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> But no, it is dropping May 9th, so make sure you get your, your copy <laughs> as well. But um, since, since you know, it's 9 o'clock and I just was finally able to squeeze in my shameless plug, um, you know, I, I know, Nick, you have to go. So let's just wrap this up. And I, I'll tell you this. I am really looking forward to that discussion um, of, of the different eschatological views. Like, I am... When you were saying that, I'm like, oh, this is this is, this is it. I, I'm gonna need to know the time. I'm gonna need to know, to know where. I'm gonna need to know everything. Do I need to catch a flight? You know, I, I'm like, <laughs> you could definitely catch a flight. You can come join us. <laughs> I'm Always really friend of our computers. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least we could eat bacon, egg, and cheeses if I was over there. There you go. Yeah. But go. but yeah, I'm really excited for it, and uh, I'm I'm because that stuff really interests me. Um, and I, I know people listening right now are, are interested as well. So, guys, tell them where they can find you. So you can find us at www.bibledingers.com or as we say on our podcast episode, if you've ever heard before, which you better go check that out on all your podcast streaming um, apps, whatever you want. You can find us on Spotify. You can find us on Apple, Google, whatever. Uh, you can go to social media and search at Bible Dingers across the board. And while you're there, Ryan, you want to finish it? 
<laughs> hit that, that like button. Hit a... that subscribe. Hit that follow. <laughs> we got a soundbite in the uh, in the audio podcast of some Jamaican dude. I paid a Jamaican dude on Fiverr to sing "Just Give Me the Likes, Don't Pass and Scroll." <laughs> so we hit that at the end of every single episode. Do you have oh, it? Can you can you press it? Well, I wish. I wish. I don't have it. Oh man! So no. how it goes is. <laughs> You can search at Bible Dingers across the board, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And while you're there, and we hit the, the sound bite, just give me the likes, don't pass and scroll. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's amazing. The story is the best part. Oh, yeah, we paid a guy on Fiverr to do it. <laughs> yeah. No, because I forgot how I forgot how Ryan came up with it. Um, it was definitely you that paid the guy. I paid for some other things, ding or no ding, but you definitely thought of that. Just give me the likes on pass and scroll, and I don't know how you thought of it, but it was genius. That is incredible, absolutely incredible, and I'm jealous. I'm absolutely <laughs> jealous. Yeah. Well, be. with that being said, guys, thank you so much for tuning in, Nick and Ryan. Truly appreciate you. I appreciate everything that you're doing. Uh, you know, pushing the kingdom forward. Uh, definitely go check them out on all streaming services platforms whatever you call it subscribe to their youtube they're going to be doing a lot more on youtube find them on all social media channels and with that being said tomorrow i'm interviewing doreen virtue uh it's going to be exclusively on my channel um and then we're going to put it on the uh the audio only for the streaming of the um of our podcast uh, but I'm really excited for that. The next week we have four more interviews coming up as well. So make sure you are stay tuned to the Why Jesus podcast. If you're not subscribed to the Why Jesus Network on YouTube, make sure you do so. All right, guys, God bless, and I will see you on the next one.